All right, let's get out of the Sprint special guest line. Sprint is the network built for Unlimited with great deals on great devices every day. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Joining us now, the former BYU quarterback. He is Tanner Mangum with us on The Big Show. Hi, Tanner. Hey, how we doing? We're great, man. Uh, give us a little breakdown. How did you think? Uh, well, let's let's start with this. Overall takeaways from the win over USC. Oh, man. First and foremost, what a huge win that was just for, for so many different reasons. First, for the, the confidence of the team. Uh, one, to, to stay, uh, you know, to get, to get above 500. You know, this, the, they're kind of run, running the gauntlet here at the start of the season, playing some tough teams. And to get that win against a ranked opponent at home was big time. And I think that can be a real big inflection point for the team moving forward. I, I think it sets them up with a lot of momentum going into this week, playing against another tough uh, Pac-12 opponent at home. And uh, and, and just uh, so many big plays made by so many different players that uh, on all in, in all facets of the game, offense, defense, special teams. So I think this can give this team a lot of a lot of confidence moving forward. And it's going to, I think, you know, set them up for some uh, some, some big games coming up this season. Tanner, the big question that we asked you and that we were wondering about before that game started was, should the Cougars on the defensive end rush the quarterback and pressure him or drop back into coverage? It seems as though they often drop back into that coverage and made it very difficult for the young uh, freshman to uh, put the ball right where it needed to in that very slightly opened window. Uh, Props to BYU's defense for making the right call. Absolutely. That, that, that's one of the biggest takeaways I uh, got from the game was, was I was really impressed with the defense and how they handled uh, that offense. I think one of the big things I noticed was BYU didn't, didn't necessarily have to bring much pressure to, as far as numbers go to, to get pressure on the quarterback. I, I, I thought the defensive front, Lorenzo, uh, Kyrus um, were able to, to disrupt. We're able to, to you know, manhandle that offensive line from USC and then put pressure on on Slovis, and it paid off. And then, and then that, on top of that, uh, I, I noticed uh, Tuiaki was was dialing up some uh, some different different coverages, uh, you know, dropping guys, but dro- dropping defensive linemen at times. And I think that confused the, the freshman quarterback and, and just put him in a little bit of an uncomfortable situation and, and, and it paid off. I thought going into it that with, with the, the caliber of receivers that USC had, and, and, and I was impressed with Slovis that I thought they'd be able to at least, um, you know, march down the field uh, at, you know, with, with, with some, some degree of ease, which they did at times, but overall BYU did a great job of confusing Slovis, of, of dropping guys, of, of tightening those windows. And, um, uh, it, it forced Slovis to to force throws, and, and and those force throws ended up making all the difference in the game. Those, those three interceptions really were uh, the difference maker, and, and, it, and it paid off for BYU's defense. So I was really really happy for them to go in there and, and uh, to play the way they did. Tanner, I want to get your thoughts on how Zach Wilson played. It, it seemed to me that I, I mean he was not perfect, but he made the big plays at the big times. Absolutely, I, I tweeted this after the game that. He's he's just such a playmaker that if, if the ball if the ball is in his hands, good things generally happen. And and, and it showed again on Saturday that you know if if he is able to have the ball in his hands and he can create, 
He's got such amazing instincts. He feels things when he's in the pocket. He's got great pocket presence. Um, you know, obviously, as you watch him, he, he, he uh, it's fun to watch. It's entertaining just the way he makes guys miss. He's elusive, but uh, that, that's hard. To, it's hard to teach. That's one of those skills at a, at the quarterback position. It's hard to coach someone to to feel pressure. It's hard to coach someone to to uh, know which way to 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 uh, elude that pressure. But he just he does it so naturally, and um, and he 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 not only creates with his feet, but he creates with his arm. And by, and by that I mean there are are times where guys aren't necessarily the most open. Uh, and I think USC and tried to you know mimic what Utah did and play some tight man coverage, and so they might guys might look covered, but Zach does a great job of putting the ball in the right spot where guys where the receivers can adjust and make plays. And as a defense, that's that's almost impossible to stop. Even if you have great defense, uh, a well placed ball, well timed ball will will beat that every time. Twelve different receivers caught passes, including Zach Wilson. Uh, that what does that say that so many guys get a catch? I think that's 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 BYU's. Um, uh, in in a way, it's 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 the way they have to play. Um, I, I think by that I mean they're not necessarily going to have one guy that dominates. There's not one dominant dominant receiver that's going to be a, a game changer playmaker week in and week out. I think they're going to have to rely on on all their receiving core. And, and and Zach, if if, if needed, if, if they need him to get in the passing game as well with those trick plays. But, you know, it was just so evenly distributed between Dax, Micah, Talon, Matt Bushman, Gunnar Romney, uh, Leva. You know, the, the list is, goes on and on. But I, I think that was good for them because, you know, like, like I mentioned before, it gives them confidence. You know, I think Dax with that big touchdown catch can give him a lot of confidence. Um and, and Gunner and Micah and, and the plays that they created, uh, you know, it's it's going to be big for them because because moving forward, um, I think uh, as long as BYU continues to play loose, up tempo, attacking, aggressive, every single receiver is going to have to be involved. It's not it's not just going to be one guy, and uh, I think that'll um, be something that, that that they look to do and continue to do moving forward. What did you think of USC's defense, Tanner? You know, I I thought at times they looked they looked good, but at times I thought BYU um, took it to them, and and I I think and just just as I mentioned, I thought BYU did such a great job of just playing loose. Uh, something I noticed is that they they called a lot of the same plays multiple times, um, and they did that against Tennessee as well. And and but they didn't do that against Utah. I, that, that was a big difference that I saw in these last two games. Is that they just kept it simple, and they stuck to what was working. If plays were going for, for positive yardage, they'd go back to it. They'd keep going back to the well, if you will, but, but very uh, strategically, of course. And I thought that that's, that's the way they have to play. You've got to play up-tempo. You've got to play loose. You're not going to overwhelm teams with your athleticism. Obviously, on paper, you know, if you look at USC's roster, yeah, you might say they have more talent on paper, but... BYU did a great job of just attacking and playing aggressive, playing free, taking shots, being creative with the play calling. And I think that's what they have to do to, to have success. And so I think that'll be something that they look to re- repeat this week against against Washington. Tanner, one thing Jake and I were talking about earlier, and you you referred to it as well, 
What's the deal with with USC marching down the field, a 92-yard drive, and and these long drives where they made it look so freaking easy, and then other times BYU made it look like they were they were just the the Trojans were struggling mightily. What's the difference? Absolutely. One drive to another. So that's a great point, and I think it's something that we'll have to keep our eye on this week as well against Washington. Um, sometimes offenses get a little bit impatient. You know, those those drives where they march down the field, uh, you know, that they show they show patience. They take what the defense gives them. They take a chunk, they take a chunk, they, they throw it here, they run it here, they run it here, and then they sustain those drives. But sustaining drives, takes it takes patience, and a lot of teams don't want to continue to do that, drive in and drive out. And I think particularly um, Slovis, showed a little bit of youth. I, I think there are times where he could have just taken things that, that the defense was giving to him, but maybe tried to force the issue, tried to force some throws, try to make things happen, as opposed to just taking what the defense was giving him. And um, that was the main the main thing that I saw, because on those long sustained drives, they looked good, they looked solid, and, and I thought, man, this, you know, this, this could be a long day if, if they do this every drive. But BYU... They, they stayed stout. They 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 stayed um, true to their game plan. But then they also tried to mix things up and changed up their looks, um, and, and kind of forced Lovitz into those those poor decisions. And I think that's going to be something to watch this week as well. Um, I think particularly for for BYU's offense because that's that's something that Washington does. Um, they're you know they're, they're the type of defense that Jimmy Lake and Kwiatkowski they're going to let you complete the short pass. They're going to they're going to let you take the little dink and dunk, they're going to, you know, let you, um, you know, execute your play, but then they're going to rally. They're not going to give up big plays. They're not going to let you uh, take these deep shots. They're going to make you earn it. They're going to make you sustain the drive, but you got to be patient. But if you do that, um, you know, if, if you, if you stay patient, if you take what the defense gives you, you can eventually come up with those big plays. But that's my, that's my take on that. Tanner Mingham is with us in 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Tanner, how, uh, I guess, important is it for BYU to follow up that big win over USC with a good performance in, uh, against Washington? And I ask that because you guys last year built up so much momentum with that win over Wisconsin. It was such a huge win. And uh, and then after you played Washington, it felt, uh, felt like it put the brakes on a lot of that momentum that was built. So how important is it that they follow up? Oh, it's it's huge. You know, this is this is uh, the biggest game of the year in the sense that it's it's the next game. You know, you can't worry about what's what's coming up ahead. You just got to focus on this one. Um, but I think this is a, this is a very winnable game. I think Cal last week when in their upset over over Washington, they they showed uh, a little bit of a blueprint. And Cal has a very stout defense. That's that's what they that's how they play. That's their identity. And and they stymied that that Washington offense, and so I think uh, BYU is obviously going to be watching the tape on that to to get a beat on how to on how to make it happen for themselves. But also another reason why I think it's winnable is because Washington's defense is very young. Uh, you know, I look at the roster this year compared to last year, and, and man, they lost so many talented players from that defense. Um, so, you know, seven players from that starting eleven that that made NFL rosters. Um, you know Taylor Rapp, the safety is one of the better safeties in the country last year. Byron Murphy, one of the better corners last year. Their, you know, their secondary was was very tough last year, and but I think there's some youth that BYU can exploit this week. Um, and and as as tough as Washington's defense 
is they're, they're beatable. And, but, but I think the, the way you do that is by playing aggressive, is by playing loose, by, by, by attacking and not looking to, to um, you know, I guess, because they're going to try and force you to just dink and dunk. Like I mentioned, they're going to force you to, to earn it. But I think if you uh, play to their game, then you're playing into their hands. But if you take matters into your own hands and look to attack, I think that's um, that's where you where you have an advantage. And so I think uh, this this is a, a huge game as far as momentum for the season. If they can get to three and one, that'd be unreal considering this four game schedule. And, uh, and I, I I think it's doable. You know, they they proved it last week against against USC. Uh, they they can do it. And I think uh, this week is another another challenge, but another uh, winnable challenge for them. Dan, I want to get back to that. Uh, I'm fixated a little bit on this uh, 12 receivers uh, notion. Uh, from, through a quarterback's eyes, do you when 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 you find a hot receiver, when you find uh, your quote unquote favorite receiver, is it tempting to look his way first and foremost, even when you have other progressions to go through? I noticed that Slovis. I mean, he threw to Michael Pittman, or at least Pittman had nine receptions in that game. And and it's the exact opposite with BYU. Is is are you tempted to go to the same guy because you trust him, or is that not the thought that goes through your mind? So a lot of that depends on the type of offensive scheme that the coaches run. And I think with USC's offense and Graham Harrell, the offensive coordinator there, when you have a, a, a you know a really game-changing, dominant receiver like USC has, the Pittman and Bonds, you can put those guys in the primary routes of each play. Meaning, on, the, on this play, you know, I, I have this progression, but this is, this is the primary route that we're looking for, and, the, and that's going to be the receiver most of the time. And yes, he'll get a lot of the receptions. He'll get a lot of the looks. But I think with BYU... There's not there's not necessarily one primary receiver that BYU designs its offense around. They're not designing their plays to you know for this receiver uh, or for one person in general. Uh, they they mix it up. Each play has you know different guys lined up at different spots, and each each receiver is viable. And I think as I said before, it's you know it's it's not necessarily. Uh, um, a bad thing. It just shows that they, they have they have depth. They have different guys that can make plays. There's not one guy that that's going to dominate and take over. And, and um, you know, Zach's not going to be looking for one guy the entire time. I think he's got trust in a lot of different guys. And I just think I, I think it just varies team to team. And um, you know, BYU is it's, it's not the most athletic group in the country, but they're they're solid. You know, they they they're they're, they're um, they're they're balanced, and I think with um, as as as, as evidence in these last two games, the more aggressive BYU plays, the more they attack, the more that opens opens things up for different guys across the field. You think Grimes is getting more aggressive? Is he loosening up a little bit? I think so. I, I think uh, I, this just from my observation these past couple of weeks. I, I think he's loosening up a little bit as as far as taking shots, getting plays called quicker. I think the offense is getting lined up quicker. They're not afraid to repeat plays that they've already run if they've been successful. Um, you know, they're, they they look like a, a different offense, especially, um, you know, from the beginning of last year to now. It's 
it's uh, completely more, completely different, more up tempo, shorter play calls, uh, simplified. But I think that's that's simple is good. Simple allows you to play fast and play loose, and I think that we're seeing the the, the fruits of that in these, these last couple of weeks. I'm not trying to get you in trouble or anything, but it sure seems like it'd be a lot more fun playing quarterback when the uh, offensive uh, offensive coordinator is a little loose like that, huh? <laughs> well, you can see Zach. Zach's having a lot of fun out there, and I think that. Uh, that's that's a key, a big key to their success, uh, and I think a, a big key to their their hopes of success this week. Okay, just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, uh, Tanner. Thank you as always. We'll catch you next week, man. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You bet, Tanner Mangum, former BYU quarterback, who had the uh, who had the bridle in his mouth pretty tight last year. Yeah, I think we all picked that up Not like you know, from that just, question. You know, I think just wanted to. I think we're all coming along that one over. <laughs> Trying to get him in trouble. <laughs> we'll have more coming up next. 97.5 and twelve eighty the zone.